Lahaya. Welcome, Lahaya. welcome. Get my screen up here. It'll be just a minute. Okay. <clears throat> This is July 28th, 2020, and lesson 25. Am I correct in that? Yep, I think I am. <laughs> so, Klahauya. Klahauya. A coke sun mox tatlam pi quinum. Nasaika delayed. Juan Mesaika Yakwa Nesaika Tikeg Okok Mitlike Kopa Mamuk Wawa Masi Masi Mesaika Chaka Chako Yakwa. Now I'm going to translate that in what I think I just said. Today is the 25th session of Legends and Lessons. And we are very glad you are here. We'd like to come to this place to speak Chinook Wawa. And thank you, thank you for coming here. Chinook jargon is the most accessible of all the Native American language. It is the lingua franca of native languages. Lingua franca, franca being a language that is adopted as a common language between speakers whose native languages are different. 100,000 Native American settlers, immigrants were using jargon in 1875, 100,000. Emerging out of early contact with the fur trade, the Chinook jargon is derived of approximately equal proportions from the powerful Chinook Indians of the Lower Columbia, the Nanook people of Vancouver Island, and from the French and the English. Jargon provided an important vehicle of communication for trading and for ordinary purposes. With this podcast, we are playing a part in preserving the stories of the Chinook people. Masi Masi. The lineup for tonight. We will begin with a legend by Grandfather Roy Wilson, and then Grandfather will share an artifact from his Native American Museum. As always, We'll take time for questions and comments. Then we'll dive into the very popular lesson in Chinook jargon. With that, Klahauya Chope, Grandfather Roy Wilson, take it away. Masi, Masi, Penny. Well, tonight's legend, one of the shorter ones, but I, I think it has an interesting message for you. It was told in 1926 by an old college elder by the name of Sophie Smith. So that was almost a hundred years ago when she told this legend. It's a legend about two old college women, two old maids. They lived together all alone in their lodge in the woods along the banks of the Collis River. They had no neighbors near them, 
So they had to do everything that would normally be done by many people in the village. They did most everything together as a team of two. Usually the hunting is done by the men, but they did all their hunting. The two would go hunting together. They go fishing together. They would pick herbs together. They would dig the canvas together. They did many things together, but there were two things they did separately. The older one, the elder of the two, would gather all of the firewood that they would need. By winter, there was plenty of firewood in the lodge to last the whole winter long. The other one, the younger of the two elders, old maids, she would bring all the water that was necessary. She'd take baskets down the river. She always had plenty of water in the lodge for anything that they needed. Well, one day, one of them said to the other, tomorrow, let's trade jobs. And the other one thought, that sounds like an interesting idea. Okay, so they agreed to trade jobs. Well, the older one and the younger one, the older one who always carried firewood, brought back, she now took two baskets down to the river, river to get water. She first took a small basket, it was a little small tiny basket, but only hold about what we call about a gallon of water. And she dipped that into the river then set her basket up on the grass on the bank. Then she took the large basket and she filled it full, but now it was so heavy. She had a hard time lifting it. She was trying to reach up to put it on the bank with the small basket and she stumbled. She crashed on the rocks and the shallow water of the river. She smashed into many tiny small pieces. They became rocks. Years later, people, Gala's people going through there, they would see all these tiny small rocks, different from any rocks anywhere else in the river. They looked like they had wrinkles on them. <laughs> they found if they took those particular rocks and heated them hot, they could put them in poultices. They had great healing medicine power. Well, the younger one who always carried water, she was now to go get firewood, but she had never done before. She found this giant cedar tree. She wanted the bark because the bark of that was always real good to use in a fire. And it could be four, five, six inches thick. So she cut and made a cut along the base of the tree to the width of the piece that she's gonna park, she's gonna pull off of that tree. And then she started prying it loose and started pulling it away from the tree. It got higher and higher and higher. Finally got it up there to as high as long a piece as she wanted. She had a long pole. She used a poke up there to break it loose to cut it up there at the top, across the top seam. And then that big slab fell right on her and smashed her crashing upon her. All that was left was a large pool of blood. Many years later, countless people coming by there found that where that happened, there was a large patch of red huckleberries mm -hmm. that were very delicious to eat. End of story. You may be scratching your head thinking, now, what kind of lessons do you get out of that legend? Well, there are two very interesting lessons that are taught from that legend. One, they tried to be a clone of each other. Don't try to be a clone of someone. You may be envying Joyce with her beautiful flute music, and you want to be another Joyce. You want to be a player. That's her talent. The creator brought you here with your talents, your gifts, your gift to get in the wood or, or gathering the, the firewood or the water, bringing the water. 
uh, uh, if you don't try to be a clone of somebody else, what would it be a Mariner baseball be, team be like if everybody envied the pitcher and all of them just wanted to be the pitcher? There'd be no catchers, no first, second, third baseman, no outfielders. You wouldn't have a team. But take a look at our Centralia Unity Church. Oh, look at the talents that Joanne has given to us for these years in leadership. Look at the music that we have been receiving. Uh, they're totally different talents. I look at Tom and Joanne and, uh, with their great uh, uh, talents and knowing everything you know about the, the technology of the computers, which allows this very program to take place that we're doing. I think of when Clifford was still alive, oh, how we miss him as our greeter in our church services. But now we got Debbie. Look at the very difference. You know, some of you are pitchers and some are first basemen and some of you are, but you each have your own gifts and your own talents. So don't try to be a clone of somebody else. You may just become a patch of blood or a bunch of red stone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, the creator brought you into this world to with your gifts and your talents the Creator gave to you, the thing you need to do is to try and make them better and better and better and better. Uh, so the second lesson we learn uh, from that is that even though we make big mistakes, we blow it, we try and be somebody else. And we, make, we do bad things, so good can come out of our mistakes good can come out of our errors uh, and we can become meta good medicine power even though we blew it we can become good medicine power become delicious delicious red huckleberry so uh, don't grieve if you know you blew it just get back to be who you're supposed to be <laughs> so that's the end of the legend and its lessons and uh, now before they open a forum on comments and questions, my artifact, I'll reach for them and get them. Now, uh, Alaskan, Alaskan mucklucks, can you see them okay? Put them right up next to your chin, grandfather. Right there. There, good, thank you. Very okay, nice. I'm going to set one of them down and talk to you about one of them. Okay. This mukluk boot shoe. You see the white fur here? That's from a polar bear. You see this fur here? That is from a caribou. The fur down here on the toe. Is from a wolverine, and the soul is from a caribou. Wow. 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 Beautiful. Wow. This particular, these two pieces were gifted to the museum by Scott Wells. Uh, about, what was it, about two weeks ago, a week or two weeks ago, when I showed you Alaskan artifacts of the drill from a whale rib bone and a piece of whale bone that was carved with holes drilled in it. Right. Used a skid runner for Bob's a dog sleds. Well, that was also given by the same Scott Wells. Scott Wells is a Kalas Indian born and his whole life spent in Alaska. Uh, his, he's a nephew of Don and Dan uh, Van Mecklen. Marcia knows them both very, very well. And so she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he, so he gifted these to the museum. And I am sure that you're going to really enjoy holding them in your hands when you come to visit. So now it's open to comments, questions or comments. <clears throat> well, I got from your story, I got three things that I will find helpful in my daily life. 
And oh, one, talk, talk real slow. One is one lesson I got from your story yes. is to be yourself. That's be, it. Be yourself to yes. use your talents. Another lesson I got that I'll take with me is good can come from a mistake. Yes. That is good to know because I have a lot of them. That is good <laughs> to know. And I really, really liked your analogy about the baseball, the positions in a baseball field. Yeah. And I'm just try sitting here trying to figure out what position I would play in that. So thank you. Thank you very much for that. And another analogy that I might give to you, because the good can come out of bad things. Well, when this virus hit us, all of a sudden we were all locked into our houses. Bad, 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 bad. Mm -hmm. Oh, but what it did, it gave me a lot of time uh, here to write three more books. <laughs> good came out of bad. And another it gave, gave, gave us this time together, which has been wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Any other questions or comments? I have a question. Does anyone have any questions? Cindy. I have a question. Um, the, the elder of the um, old Indians, uh, you said she uh, broke into rocks. What are those rocks called? I didn't quite get that. The, you said the older um, of the Indian women, she broke into uh, rocks that yeah. are on yeah. the on, in the water. What yeah. was what do we call those type of rocks? Well, all the legend tells that she went to, she smashed and crashed into many little rocks, and it doesn't say what kind of rocks they were. It's oh. just. An old Indian legend was told in 1926, and all it says just little rocks. Said they looked like they had wrinkles on them. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what kind of rock that is. Uh, you said they didn't look like any of the other rocks. Right, that's what the legend says. When Sophie told that legend in 1926, that's yeah. all we all we have of that. But, okay. 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 The second question is, the I looked up the word for bear is Lolo, but how do you say polar bear? Oh, uh, polar bear. Oh, and I'm trying to pull it out. Uh, Marsha or Rainbow, can you help me there? I don't know. I don't know. I would just, I think it would be polar. I don't think there would be a jargon word for that. Uh, how about white bear? Do you, have a copy, do you have a copy of our Wawa dictionary? I do, and the, it doesn't there's have one, polar, but it does have bear. There's one section in there that just is animals, animals only. Oh, okay, I didn't look at that, okay. And you might look under what it is, animals only, and, and you might find polar bear is there. Okay, because I looked in the main dictionary. I think it's ice bear. Ice Lolo then? Bear is only is its boot and chat boot. And or it might be in the Duomo white bear and then it'd be a white. Uh, but I'm not sure. Polar might have an own word of its own there. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. Grandfather. Cindy. Yes. Go ahead, Marcia. Oh, Cindy, did you catch that uh, Roy corrected you? The word for bear is it's woot? Yeah, I was looking at the wrong word. Okay. And of course, he knows that it's woot well because that's part of his Indian name. Yeah. Remember, yeah. we talked. Yeah. Talks too much. Right. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I remember on our first lesson, I called him Bear Who Talks Too Much. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's what I thought it was. 
Not too much. Yeah, I know that now. <laughs> well, Greg, I, think I, the word for, I think the word for polar bear is ice bear. Okay, that makes good sense. So ice, it, it's food, it's food. Would it be ice, it's food? Ice is cold snot, or, or cold, yeah, cold is hard, snot is rain, you know, the, the rain. So cold hard, hard rain is ice. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the bear would be Chetwoot. Chetwoot? Chetwoot. Oh, not Itswoot, okay. Okay. Well, there's there there are several words for bear. Yeah. Um, a grizzly a grizzly bear is Siam. I see that. Yeah. It, it's spelled like Siam, but it's pronounced Siam. And the interesting thing about that word is is also the title given to given to the Tai of the village. He is oh. the Siam, the grizzly bear. Oh. Because they in British Columbia they have the white black bears too, and that's why I'm, I I suppose you could call it a white bear, but the polar bears live on the ice, yeah, and they're shaped differently, right, right. But down here they wouldn't know polar bears. Right. They they uh, would never have seen a polar bear. Oh. That makes sense. Okay, very good, cool, thank you. This is Jack, I have a question about the boots, the mucklucks. Can you hear Jack, grandfather? I, I, I heard that somebody had a question, a male okay. voice. But Go ahead, Jack, and we'll see okay. if he can understand. Okay, Jack. Okay, grandfather, I'm wondering about those, the boots and mucklucks, right? Then. The different um, animal skins that are on them. Do you have any idea whether they are just decorative or the different parts of them function differently? Like for the toe would be different than the top. And do you have any knowledge of that? If they're different in what way? Well, not they be uh, functional rather than just decorative. But the caribou, I think, toe piece be maybe more waterproof than the uh, other parts. Jack, I think maybe there's a little of both. They are very decorative, as you notice how beautiful they are. Yes. They also, but in Alaska, if you wear these out in the snow and the ice when it's very cold, those furs. Having extra warmth, like having another uh, fur blanket over you at night in your bed, but you got them on your feet, giving you a lot more warmth. So I would say probably it was functional as well as being decorative. Okay, makes sense. Thank well, you. That's my assumption. Uh huh. Thank you. Uh, well, thank I. You. Thank you, Jack. I think we have just a little bit of time, grandfather. Um, water came up in this story. I know that the answer is probably obvious, but could you talk for just a little bit about the significance and the importance of water to our Native American tribes? Water is very life-giving and purifying. Uh, if you look at an Indian view like this, an Indian view, we will start with by saying that Indians view the Earth Mother as a living being, just as you and I are living beings. A living being of a different type of nature and all, but, what is it in our bodies that gives us life? Our blood, our blood veins, 
our blood vessels. The rivers of the Earth Mother are her blood veins, giving her life. And so an Indian, they find the Indians quite often have been raising great turmoil over the way we poison our rivers, saying, if the white man continues to contaminate the rivers and the lakes and the ocean, the Earth Mother is going to die, and we will die with her. So water then becomes this very source of life, like the blood in our bodies. And therefore, it's important to keep it pure. That's an Indian view on water. Very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Yes. So. Any other, any other questions? Okay. I think we're ready to move on. That yeah. was a great session, thank Grandfather. Thank you very, very much. And Can I interrupt for just a sec? Yes, you can, Tom, absolutely. One of the projects that Grandfather has been involved in is working with a production crew out of Seattle that is putting together a movie, a documentary, about how the, the um, attitudes of young people in terms of climate change. And interviewed, well, we're set to interview Grandfather for a short period of time to find his view of um, just, what, just what he's talking about, how, we, how all of us, and all of the systems of nature are intertwined and found out about his museum and ended up spending the better part of an afternoon asking him questions and videotaping the museum and the library. So we're looking forward to connecting with them through that process. Oh, great. That's really good news. Really good news. Okay, time for our language lesson. As we've said, there are not many Chinook speakers, but we have two of the best right in this room. Marsha and Rainbow, I turn it over to you. I can't see Laura on the screen, so I just need to rely on her to start. Yeah, and I'm There's going to ask her to unmute. There we go. Okay, welcome. I would like to say, we may seem good to you, <laughs> but we know that we are still beginners too. For sure. Yeah, but you know, we take, we learn in steps and we're just a step ahead of you. And so we're just helping you up to our step so you can push us up to our next step. <laughs> Thank you. Laura. Did you want us to start uh, with going over the last words that we added? It seems like you said that at yes. the end of the last lesson. Yes. Before we add any more words, I would really, really like for us to have a good grasp on the words that we are on our list. Because um, the very first words we got, Nika and Micah, you know, Yaka, the numbers, you guys have done great on the numbers. And um, so you've got a good grasp on that. But before, when, the last time I updated the list, we added 14 words. Wow. And when I was talking, I gave my little sentence last week. You guys were not familiar with Chill Chill or Polakli. You know, so I would really, really like for us to go over those words. And I have a list of them here. 
And so um, the first one is copet. You see, everybody says copet. 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 You say, but who knows what copet means? Stop. Stop. Absolutely. Stop. That's a really good word to know. Yeah. Someone's getting too close. You know, it's copet. You know, stop. You know, you put that hand up there. So copet is definitely a word you need to know and, and, and will use. Okay. And another thing it can mean is end, like end mm -hmm. of story. Hope yeah. it ecanum means end of story. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. That's all there is, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, see, it can also mean, let me, where's my word list? Besides just plain old stop, um, Oh my gosh, I buried my word list. What's it say on the list there, Marsha? It says cease or quit. Cease or quit. Yeah, when you, you say, um, uh, it wouldn't be like stop, it was like I quit. You know, somebody's um, wanting, the kids are telling you, tell me about the three little bears for the 14th time, Grandma. <laughs> Hope it. I quit. <laughs> no. Okay. So the next word I have on our list is Laylee. 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 Cindy, Dannon. You guys know what Laylee is just off the top of your head? Time. Time, right. Yeah. And then when we get into time, we can get into before time, after time, you know, that sort of thing. But but Laylee is time. It looks like Lally. It's L-A-L-Y. And I've been saying Lally for a long time. But it's Laylee. Laylee. Mm -hmm. Okay, Marsha, you got a word there? Um, so I don't remember, Laura, was, I know chill chill was a new word, but was chick chick also a new word? Yeah, chick okay. chick and chill chill both. So let's do those two. Who knows what chick chick means? Chick is a wheel. A wheel, and so what would we use it to mean in a modern age? Uh, Joe, uh, what do we use? It has wheels on it all the time. Well, my car has a chick, has chick, chick. Um, but how so do your, I, we would call your car a chick, chick. Oh, oh, you would call don't my car to, a chick, chick. Don't any need to elaborate any further. I, I got it. Any vehicle with wheels. Okay. Any vehicle. So sometime when we're in a conversation, we're gonna, you're, I'm gonna ask Laura or she's gonna ask me, uh, what kind of car do you have? I think we, she and I have the same kind of car, but that's a question that's kind of fun to ask people. What kind of car do, do you have? Nike so that's chick chick. chick. Nike chick chick. Nike chick chick, blue Hyundai. Oh. Oh, Nike Chick Chick to cope, which is white Toyota. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a Toyota and I planned on buying a Toyota because I really like Toyotas. But the salesman said, go drive that car. And that was it. <laughs> they came home with me. <laughs> Your chick Dorothy Ikta. Nike Chick Chick. Um, Nike Chick Chick. Ooh. Um, hmm. 
dodge. Odds. Okay. But it's, I don't know, I'm trying to, out, trying to remember how to say silver. Oh. Ah, that would be um, to cope chickaman, white metal. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, white metal is silver. Or I guess gla gray, glay. Glay. Mm -hmm. I could chickaman glay dodge. Aha. Uh -huh. Minivan. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis chick chick. Okay, let's do the next word. Chill chill. What does chill chill mean? Bar or button or trinket. Mm-hmm. So of course star is something in the sky and button or trinket i would see that as being something that um was decorated in a blanket or a mm -hmm. robe mm -hmm. so that would also be chilled okay okay back to you and what's another meaning of the word chill chill a button or a trinket what would you, what'd you say? A button or a trinket? A button or a trinket? A round trinket. Oh, a round it wouldn't. Trinket. It would not be triangular, it would not be a square trinket. It would be round like a star. A round trinket. A small round trinket is chill chill also. Chill chill. Okay. Uh oh, I was gonna say, I just lost you guys. <laughs> We've got you. So in the night sky, beside the chill chill, what else is in the, what is the main light in the night sky? The moon. Yes. Moon. Yeah. Yes. And that is called moon, right? Moon, yeah. <laughs> nice work, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real hard one to remember. Okay. <laughs> do, do, does anyone know the another meaning of the word moon? I think you cut out. Could you say that again? What is another meaning for the word moon? Month, right? month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. And and can you tell me why the moon and the month are connected to each other? Is it the cycle of the moon, the month? Oh. Yes. There's 13 moons in a year, and we have chopped it down to 12, and you know, added days here and added days there. But um, actually, a moon, there would be 13 moons. And you can buy calendars that are lunar calendars that go that have 13 moons on them. Really? Yeah. And they'll go full moon, new moon to new moon, or full moon to full moon, one or the other. I've seen them at Marlene's. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I okay. think the Catholics changed. I think the Catholics changed it to twelve months, didn't they? What's that? <laughs> I think Catholic people changed it to the the Catholic Church changed it to twelve months, didn't they? Well, I think that is a Gregorian calendar, which goes back to the first Roman emperor. Who was but Catholic? I'm not really, really sure about uh, if they had twelve moons before then or not. I grandfather would know. His grandfather knows anything you want to know about religion, grandfather knows. <laughs> grandfather. Yes. Grandfather. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Do you know when, who started the 12 month calendar? Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, I've read that, but I don't recall the, 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 the our particular calendar that we are under 
And who was that? Was it the Gregor? Uh, was I, it uh, uh, the Pope Gre the Gregory? There are, there are other calendars besides the one that we use. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember, it's been so many years ago that I read who was and when. <laughs> my my memory is escaping me right now. All right. You're forgiven. Okay, so while we're talking about the weather and the and the stars and all this, um, what do you call, what is the word for sky? Day. Kusa. Kusa, thank you, Danny. No, that was Penny or Cindy. Oh, that <laughs> was Cindy? You sounded like Danny. I'm sorry. That was me. That was Kusa, Kusa. Okay. Now I'm going to give you another thing about the sky. The word smoke means smoke. You know, like smoke from a campfire or something. Uh-huh. But clouds look like smoke. And so clouds are called Kusa smoke. Oh. Kusa smoke, you said? Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Smoke. Kusa smoke. smoke. Kusa smoke, okay. Okay. Fog is smoke. It's Ilahi smoke. Ilahi means land, and it's, you know, foggy, fog lays close to the earth. So, it is land smoke. Oh, okay. Okay, Ilahi smoke, Kusa smoke, and smoke. Oh. Okay, so we'll add, we'll be adding that word to our list, smoke. All right, we've got the night taken care of. So what light Brightens our day. Sun. Yeah. And what's another word for sun? Oh, Danny. Huh? Danny knows this one. I have to let my cat out. It's sun. <laughs> sun is sun, but what what else does sun mean? Day. Oh, right. Day. That's right. So day is sun, sun is sun, moon is moon, moon is month. Like in close tennis sun. Good little yes. day. Good morning. Oh, close yes. Tennis. Or Marsha came on. She said she always wanted to say good morning, but it's actually good evening. So who could tell me? How you would say evening? Close tennis, polakle. Close tennis, yeah. It's a little night, you know, good, it's just good, going good, in tonight. Good little dark time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what word would we use for noon? Hmm. Oh, sitcom. Sun. Yep. Halfway Good. through Good. the day. Half day. Yeah. Sun. Okay. So what night word would, would we use for midnight? Mm. Oh. Reasoning, reasoning, use your head, think. Sitcom sun is half day. What would midnight be? What would it be? Sitcom Palakli? Absolutely. <laughs> Halfway through the night. See, you guys have just expanded your vocabulary quite a bit. Okay, Marsha, carry on. 
All right. Um, Laura, I'm not always remembering which were the new words. Was Hayek a new word last time, recently? Yes, it was. Right? Yes, it was a, a new word. So who remembers what Hayek means? Fast, rapid. Fast. And how do you remember that? Yeah. How do I what's remember? Good, yeah, what's a good way to remember Hayek, meaning fast? Uh, okay, this may be silly, but I think of a kayak going down a, a river. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> well, it'd be a, good if you're rapid. going over the rapids for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Okay. Um, I've, got a, I've got another way of remembering it. Does that, somebody else, can uh, you think of a, a word that we hear in the wintertime a lot with Hayek in it? Uh, no. <laughs> Eerie. Yep. What was that? Yes. The Eerie. Right. So maybe the Centralia people don't go over Snoqualmie Pass often enough, but Hayek is a ski area. And yes, so right. further north, yep. we always think Hayek, we think fast. Yep. And then yeah. while we're doing Hayek, I just think of Hayek and the next two words as kind of all related. So after Hayek comes Hayas. And mm -hmm. what does that mean? Big, when great, large. Uh -huh. and, <clears throat> and where do you where do you hear that said in this group? Or do you hear that said in I don't know if you hear that said in this group by grandfather. Have you heard say that word? Yeah. Highest the gully. Highest the gully. Great the above. So highest means great, big, large. Or vast, like the ocean, highest chuck would be, could be ocean. And then the third word in that set, in my mind, is high you. What does high you mean? Many. Many. Or much. Much. Abundance. Abundance. And this is something that's really particular to me, but in Gig Harbor, there is a tavern called Hiyu Hihi. Who mm -hmm. can figure out what Hiyu Hihi means? Cindy, you're laughing. What do you think that means? It must be lots of fun. Oh, who doesn't want to go to the tavern and have lots of fun? So Hiyu Tavern forever, and it's made out of logs, and so to me, it really looks apart because it's made out of logs. It's all timey. Hi, you, he, he. Lots of fun at that tavern. Oh, how fun. Mm -hmm. What a fun name. And then there's one more word I'll do off of page one. Because it's a word I really like. It's Konaway. Konaway. Yes. Who knows what it means? Konaway? Everybody. Kona. <laughs> well, Konaway by itself. All, means whole, all, uh-huh. All of, would it be all of us? All. It, it means all. So Penny or Dorothy, if we wanted to say all of us, then what would we add after Conaway? Conaway, uh, Nasaika. Right. Okay, oh. all of us, all of my friends, all of our friends, you add Tillicum. So yeah, so Conaway is always going to be followed by something, almost always be followed by something, but um, somehow for me, the word Conaway just sounds like it means all for some, for some reason, Conaway. All right, Laura. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I think the next word might be Mitwit. You want to go from mitwit, there? Mitwit, yes. Mitwit means to stand or to arise or to make something erect. Someone's at the door. See you all Thursday. Okay, so um, I, the way I learned Mitwit was grandfather was doing 
um, lessons at uh, St. Mary's. And we were sitting down, he's, you know, mid-light, we were sitting down, and then all of a sudden he says, Mitwit, and he stands up out of his chair. And he had not clued us into that word or anything before, but I remember him, you know, jumping up out of his chair and standing up, and as he said, Mitwit. And then mid-light is to see, to, to be set you know, uh, sat in a place. Right. So mid light and mid wit. And raising a sail on a ship. Uh-huh. That's mid wit. You know, you're pulling that sail up. You're, you're pulling it up. Now the act of pulling is not mid wit. The sail becomes erect, that's the sail is met with. But the act of pulling the sail is not met with. That's mm. hauled. So, yeah, I see your hand up. What'd you want to say, Penny? I was just uh, giving myself a visual for the standing and the erect. <laughs> and seeing if you were paying attention. <laughs> Oh, Laura, Laura, we lost your vocal. I'm back. Okay. Okay. Um, a, another word that we have on here that we use a lot is Elohi. Mm -hmm. Who knows what Elohi means? Is it garden? Is it what? Well, I always think of garden. Land, uh, earth, what? earth, land. Dirt. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. The, what do you what do you think you would call the earth itself? Wouldn't it be Ilahi? Well, yeah, but there's there would be a descriptive word. See, a lot with Ilahi, it's soil or dirt or land. Oh, okay. But when you're talking about different things like mountains or swamps or um dry land or a farmer's field, there'll be a descriptive word with that. Oh, gotcha. you know, saying what kind of land it is. Could you say for the earth, skookum elahi? Hmm. Mm, no, I don't think so, because skookum has to do more with power. Mm -hmm. I, I think I would use something like Hyas Elihi or Konaway Elihi because it's all earth. What do you think, Marcia? What would you call, say, for earth? Um, I like Hyas Elihi. Mm -hmm. I think Danny had her hand You're up. You're not going to get any more Hyas than that, huh? I'm sorry, Danny. I, I missed you. I was going to say mother. Um, you could say that. Yeah. And how would how would you say Mother Earth? Uh, what is the name for Mother? Think about it. It is uh, Mama. 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 <laughs> is it Kluchman? No. no. Mama. Good. Oh, mama. <laughs> okay. And Ma, the word Ma is one of those words that's basic to like most languages or something that sounds like it. Mother, mutter, you know, uh, mooder, you know, um, ma, um, uh, Pachamama is uh, the earth mother in South America. Pacha is land, I think. Pacha mama. Pacha mama. So, yeah, mama is mama. Okay, so what do you think father is? Papa. 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 Mm hmm. Now, there are 
words that you can use that are um, of an Indian der derivation. But when, because jargon was like the simplest way for white people, you know, or the Europeans to work with uh, the natives as farmer, you know, as employer and employee relationship. So an awful lot of words, they adopted the English. And mama was very easy for them to say, and papa was very easy for them to say. Okay. And then we get into a couple of other words. Can anybody guess what the word ow means? O-W, ow. Hurt. <laughs> Hurt. Uh, when I tell you, you'll get it. A cut. Uh, <laughs> injury, an accident. Has it, it has to do with your family. Oh, man. It's a family member. Ow, ow. Grandmother. No. Grandmothers don't give, they might fix owies, but they don't give them. Oh. Fa father? Bro no, brother. Brother. Oh. A younger brother. <laughs> ow. My ow. ow. Yeah. And I just see the little younger brother coming up and socking his big mm -hmm. brother in the arm and the big brother going, ow. So you'd say, Nasaika, ow? Yeah, my younger brother. Nasaika, ow. Nasaika means our instead of oh, my. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be Nika, ow, my younger, my brother, younger Nika, brother. Ow. Okay. Nike <laughs> Now we know what grandfather is. What is grandfather? Chope. 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 Mm -hmm. Have any of you ever wondered what grandmother is? Chopa. <laughs> no, she gets to Good have her try. own name. Good try there, Penny. Good try. <laughs> I don't. But no cigar. <laughs> um, no, I have no idea. Chittish. Again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chittish. 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 Chop and chittish. Oh. Yeah. Chop nice. is just so easy and it's got a shh sound to it right it's like c-h-i-t-i-s-h something like that uh-huh yeah so grandfather's wife is called grandmother. grandmother and in the native way grandfather is an honorary term he doesn't have to be blood you know, it's a term of respect for someone who is older that has wisdom. So, you know, a lot of people, wise older men could be your grandfather. You're recognizing them for their wisdom. Gotcha. And the same thing for grandmother, you know, um, grandmothers and grandfathers played a really, really important part in the family. They were real instrumental in raising the children because the mothers and fathers, fathers are out hunting, mothers are out, you know, gathering. Mm -hmm. And the grandmother, um, oh, and also when, the, when a woman had her moon time, mm -hmm. her period, she was separated from the rest of the tribe because a woman was considered to be extremely powerful at that time and so the grandmother was there still to cook the meals 
still to look after the needs because she has gone past that time of her life. Huh, interesting, interesting. Well, we had better close this session and then we can uh, chat and practice. So, thank you. Thank you, Masi, Masi, Thank you so much for being a part of this storytelling hour. Uh -huh. I am grateful to Tom, the editor and tech support. I'm grateful to our teachers and to all of you lifelong learners. You should congratulate yourself. And thank you all for going on this journey with us. So at this time, as always, we all have a story within us. We all have a story to tell, a song yet unsung. It's time for you to tell your story. So think about it. What is your story? Klahauya, masi masi, tilakon.